Welcome to this week's episode of the Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Integra Podcast, where we talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today, my guest is Laura West. Laura is a registered nurse, an energy healer, psychic medium, author, and podcast host of a Guided Life podcast. She is dedicated to both the sciences and spirituality. She has participated in multiple international spiritual summits, has taught about intuition on several virtual platforms to students from all over the world, and has been invited as a guest on several podcasts, both nationally and internationally. She is dedicated to spreading the world of love and teaching others how to communicate with their spirit guides through intuition. Laura lives in San Diego, California with her family. Welcome, Laura. So glad to have you here on the podcast, the Integra podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be here. So thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to get to talk with you. You know, you are a registered nurse um, and you also um, work with clients um, as a psychic medium and intuitive and, and all of that. How did this all start for you? And when did it, when did you really find your gifts? Well, uh, all of this started back when I was, I would say a teenager, Okay, but I really understood why I had all the experiences that I did. Mm -hmm. And I understood the magnitude of what I was capable of, Mm -hmm. uh, back, I would say in early 2020. Okay. So, so yeah, so I would, I, I always like to share that I've had two awakenings mm-hmm. <laughs> where one sort of was, a, was the building block for the next one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it was back when I was a, a teenager, when I had my, my spiritual awakening, number one, I like uh-huh. to say, uh, several things happened at that time. So first of all, um, I, like to preface that I grew up in a household that was multicultural and multi-religion. So okay. I, my mother's Korean, my father's Caucasian, mm-hmm. uh, my mother's Christian and my father's Jewish. Mm. So I grew up in being exposed to both cultures and religions. And it was lovely. I absolutely loved it. Still do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, and what that did was it allowed me to, explore both. I went to both church and synagogue. So I got to be exposed to both. And mm-hmm. regardless if I was exposed to both or just one or the other, I would still have had the same thoughts of which one do I actually really feel like I connect with? Right. I was having a hard time with mm-hmm. that part of it. I love the idea of love. I love the idea of what Jesus represented, what God represented. Mm-hmm. I liked all the good parts of both religions. Right. I had a hard time with the, with the angry God sinning all that part. I just had a hard time with a yes. lot of that. 
Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that some people might think, oh, she grew up in, in a, a household that celebrated more than one religion. No wonder she was confused or didn't know, oh. but that wasn't it at all. No, if no. it were one or the other, it would still be the same. Right. And so uh, <laughs> it was interesting that around this time when I was in the midst of deciding which one felt right, I, we were attending a Korean Christian church at the time. Mm. And I had a dream visitation from Jesus Mm. and Jesus asked me to spread his word. And I remember thinking in that dream, how uncomfortable I felt evangelizing when Mm -hmm. I didn't even know if I myself would have considered myself a Christian. So I told him that I would try that was enough for him because then the dream ended. Right. And for a long time, I wrestled with, with what that meant and how that would fit in. I kind of waited up until I learned what that meant a few years ago. I kind of waited till I be, till I felt like Christianity was more for me, but it just kind of never happened. In fact, I connected more and more with spirituality. Yeah. And to me, the, the difference with the two spirituality, you know, spirit guides and just more, more open to, uh, the other side mm-hmm. and mediumship, all that stuff that to mm-hmm. me was part of it and how we use these tools to communicate with the other side, like tarot cards and pendulums mm-hmm. and all the things that are kind of like, no, no. And like, in, you know, in the religious world. So right. anyway, but those things started feeling much better to me. So mm-hmm. I was really you know, just kind of still kind of confused for a long time, but that dream stuck with me like glue. Another life event happened, you know, this was all within about, I'd say a three year time frame mm-hmm. in my teenage years. Uh, my grandmother passed away and that was the first time that I had experienced death from somebody that was close to me, at mm-hmm. least in like a family relationship. And the night that my grandmother passed away, we had went to visit her just that day before in hospice. And uh, she was on a ventilator. She was in a coma. Like she was not Mm -hmm. responsive. The machine was breathing for her. Uh, It was not my grandmother laying there, though it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that night, I had a dream with my grandmother. She came in on the arm of my grandfather. We named, Mm -hmm. we called him Poppy. And he's, he was still alive at the time. And we were at my great grandmother's house who was also alive at the time and with family there. And she walks in on the arm of my poppy through the front door and behind her was bright light. And she was in white. And I remember saying, grandma, you're all better. And she said, yes, I am. And it was the next day we found out she had passed during the night. Uh Yeah. Very significant. And Uh so, yes, uh, that she has played a role, a very profound role in my spiritual journey, which is very interesting. And she is my, uh, my Jewish grandmother from New York. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. I know. Yeah. Oh, so great. And, um, so that was another significant life event. Uh, another significant event that happened around that time for, for spiritual awakening. Number one was I discovered Sylvia Brown books and Sylvia Brown. She was the first psychic medium that I had ever, um, delved into as far as all the books that she wrote about spirituality, about the other side, about spirit guides and the mother God and all these things that never, I never once learned anywhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. But when, as soon as I read and learned about them, I took to them like glue and I wanted to learn more. Mm-hmm. And I was in full 
wholehearted, wholeheartedly, I was it. Uh Uh, And that's almost like what I was waiting for with religion, but it never came. But spirituality, Mm -hmm. that's where I found it. Mm -hmm. And in one of the, and I really took to her topic of spirit guides. And in one of her books, she mentioned that you can meet your spirit guide by asking them to meet you in a dream. And so I did that. And about a couple weeks later, that's when I met my spirit guide. And it was not, it was not as exciting as one may seem other than the fact that I met my spirit guide. That was very exciting. But the dream itself was very succinct. It was me seeing this man and just knowing to ask him, are you my spirit guide? And he said, yes. And then I asked him what his name was. And he told me, my name is Jason. And that's, that was it. That was it. But mm-hmm. it stuck with me. Uh, you know, even now I can recall some of the details of that dream. Oh, yes. So, but I didn't really do much with that. Okay. I found it very interesting, but I wasn't really, I didn't feel connected to him. It was more mm-hmm. like just an interesting thing to know. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand the the magnitude of his role in my life. Right. There were a lot of things that I was just sort of maybe absorbing and mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. Uh, and learning. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, graduated uh, from from uh, college. I, you know, I went to nursing school. I got my license. I got married, had kids, bought a house. So all these things happened in life that. Set me up for my, my 3d, my physical life. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward to 2019, the start of spiritual awakening number two. And it was around that time that I told, I I wanted to learn to hone in on my intuition more. Mm -hmm. And what that meant to me was learning how, what it felt like when I wasn't supposed to do something because something, an incident happened um, at, at my job and I was going against my intuition mm. and, um, and I knew it as I was doing it. And mm-hmm. the result of that was I did get into some trouble and I hate getting in trouble. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I am not the person to do it and then for ask for forgiveness. I'm like, I'll avoid it from the beginning. Right. And so I was like a mess. <laughs> I got in trouble, but anyway, uh, so after that, I was like, I felt my intuition. I knew I wasn't supposed to do it, but I ignored it. So I wanted to learn to hone in on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, little did I know what I was setting myself up for. I went to visit a psychic because I had a, a friend at the time who was like, you should go visit a psychic. And I was very interested. Mm-hmm. And she told me to start meditating. And right. so I did. Mm-hmm. And from there, spiritual awakening number two came and slapped me across the face. It was like, bam, it was all of a sudden connecting to my guide again, learning about other spirit guides, meeting them the same way, like in my, in my dreams or in guided mm-hmm. meditation. Yeah. Uh, it was me following the breadcrumbs to pursue energy healing with then, which then led me to mediumship, mm-hmm. which then led me to writing a book, which then led me to po- podcast. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. And I can only credit spirit for giving me the energy to sustain right. the ability to, to do all that. Of course. And just a little side note, Yeah. Just a side note to sort of come full circle with, Mm -hmm. with that dream with Jesus. When I learned that I could channel, right. Mm -hmm. I decided to channel Jesus because I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, well, why not? (laughs) Right. So I write Jesus and I ask him, you know, I, I, I you know, ask the question, like what, what was meant by that dream? And, um, 
he told me that what I was meant to spread was the word of love. And then that's where that came from. And it was as simple as that. And that I said that I can do that feels right. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's where that fits in. Cause he was an amazing, amazing healer himself and Mm -hmm. um, lover of, of humanity himself. So yeah. Yeah. Cause the basis of that's what he meant. Of, of course, because yeah, the basis of God's source spirit is love and mm-hmm. being the son of, of God source, uh, you know, there we go, you know, yep. he is love. And that was the message that he, he uh, shared as well, as we know, that is so lovely. So, so I want to kind of unpack this for a moment. So you had spiritual awakening number one. And you're in your teenage years, you are, um, did you share this with your family? Was it did. Uh-huh. And how did. were you supported when you did that? I was, yes, oh, yeah. I was uh-huh. very fortunate, very fortunate that, uh, from the beginning, my parents were already open to allowing my sister and I to choose which religion. And then mm-hmm. came, with that came maybe, uh, the per- their permission to explore and be open as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my mom would, even though she, you know, would take us to Korean uh, Christian church, mm-hmm. she would still, you know, buy uh, uh, books by Buddhist monks so that we can mm-hmm. learn, read about their teachings about, you know, love and mm-hmm. everything like that. So she was very open to that. Uh, so I, you know, I credit her for um, experience exposing me to other religions where I was able to find that common thread of love and take what I liked and leave what I didn't. And then for my father, he was very much into Star Trek and still is, I should Uh say into Star Trek. (laughs) And, you know, we would watch the X-Files together. And so he brought to me that permission to be more open-minded and to really, to really be able to believe that there was more out there than we were either being told or shown. And so because of that, sharing these ideas was just part of an ongoing dialogue that I already had with my family. So I know I was very blessed and mm-hmm. still am because even yes. through my journey now, they're very much like, oh, you know, tell me they're very much interested in when I want to share what happened in a reading or what mm-hmm. came through, or they'll ask me, Laura, can you just connect with my guides? You know, so they're very, oh, very that. much open. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's wonderful. Like I know I'm very lucky to have that support and I have it from my husband as well, mm-hmm. uh, which to me is really important. And I have these conversations with, with my daughters also. So mm-hmm. I know I'm in a very wonderful place where I have a community of support, both with my family and my friends to feel comfortable enough to pursue. And for me, that was really important, especially at the beginning stages. I've gotten to a place now where uh, I, I will pursue it no matter what, because I know it feels right to me and I don't Mm -hmm. exactly need that permission, but it does still help. It does still help at least to be able to share. So Oh, definitely. Definitely. No. And you are, you're so fortunate. And I, I love that you uh, shared that with us. And, but I also love that you're sharing that you will do it because you know, it is right. And it is your path. So 
That's wonderful. So as a registered nurse, you are bridging really science with spirituality. Um, does that come into your, do you find that in your daily life when you are uh, nursing? Um, and how do you work with that? Yes, I'm in a very fortunate position right now where I train other nurses. And mm -hmm. so I get to help them. And a lot of these nurses are new to the department that I train in, which is outpatient. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of them come from the hospital and for the first time are going to be helping patients virtually, either over the phone or via email and things mm -hmm. like that. So I really get this wonderful opportunity where I get to teach them about the importance of using their sixth sense as a nurse. Mm -hmm. uh, I, so I don't know if, if, if the, you know, person outside of uh, the special or the occupation knows, but nurses develop a sixth sense and they talk a lot about it. Mm. They talk a lot about how I, I just didn't, I don't know how I knew, but I just knew that this patient wasn't looking good or something just wasn't right. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that that develops with experience. And uh -huh. so I, I get to, when I train these nurses, remind them of the importance of that intuition that they have developed based wow. on their experience yeah. in addition to being able to to listen, you know, with their ears when they're over the phone with them in on that intuition. So I feel like I'm pretty fortunate. I get to actually include intuition into my training uh, yeah. while still, of course, making it relevant. And I'm teaching them, uh, you know, based on evidence. So it's, mm -hmm. it's sort of a nice combination of everything, um, but also not discrediting what they have within themselves. So that's kind of what things look like for me now. When I was actually working with patients, though, it uh, having a spiritual background allowed me to see each patient as having their own journey and mm -hmm. uh, taking out that judgment uh, that maybe can can happen or that frustration that can occur. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're not doing something the way that you would want them to and being more open-minded. Uh, and you know, in, in nursing, they teach us already to you have to really be. Uh, culturally aware of different patients and their demographics and their situations mm -hmm. like you can't impose your beliefs on them right. uh, so that's already instilled in nursing in general um, but it's just it's just great to be able to put that into practice and to really try and connect with with your patients more on a soul level whether mm -hmm. or not they realize that's what's happening right. um, because because as a, as having a spiritual, uh, I guess, uh, lens of the world, I can see them as souls here in this difficult school, just like the rest of us trying to fulfill their purpose and, and make it through and report back to the other side and whatever it is that they are here to do. Yeah. So, you know, you just see them in a different lens that we're all here doing the same thing. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. We all have our own soul curriculum. So, you know, uh, another person's not going to know, even though the, if you know what the right path might be, it's up to that person because they're here to learn something, you know, uh, that yeah. they, previously before, you know, you know, that they chose within their own soul contract. So yes. I love that. That's awesome. 
Um, but yeah, and it really does bring you that uh, ability to kind of probably step back a little bit and not get so hyper involved in, in what they need and also have that piece of compassion. Uh, nurses and anyone in the service field I know are compassionate, but I'm sure compassion fatigue can come into play. And 100%. Yeah. So being able to step back because of your spiritual background um, is lovely. And I love that you are mentoring these um, nurses to yeah. do that. So yeah, wonderful. So you have written a book um, and you also have some spirit cards that you've written. I saw the book was written about a year ago. When did you get the uh, just that guidance that it was time to write a book? Great question. Yes. So it did. It published about a year ago. I think it was last October. Mm -hmm. um, it took, I would say it probably took about a year and a half to, to write from okay. download to ready to be published. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was an interesting um, story, I think, how yes, I even knew to write it. Uh -huh. So uh, I... <laughs> that same psychic that I saw for the first time about honing in on my intuition. She, I went to visit her again and she told me, I see you writing a book. Like, have you thought about, are you documenting all your experiences? Cause I see it's going to be like a workbook or some kind of book that you'll be writing. And I, I said, well, you know, that's, that sounds interesting. You know, the thought had briefly crossed my mind as, as, as I'm sure it does for many, but I never really thought logistically how to do it or that I was planning to get started. But I always thought that, wow, authors are amazing. That's a lot of work right. <laughs> you know, to write oh a book. Goodness. Yes. Right. So I, so I just kind of like put it to the side, um, and, uh, found it interesting. And then uh, probably about, I don't know, a month or two later, uh, a colleague of mine, um, who introduced me to energy healing. She's also a registered nurse. Mm -hmm. She, uh, you know, separate from the psychic asked me, are you writing everything down? Because I see you writing a book. Mm. And I was open and aware enough at this point and working pretty closely with my guide, Jason, at this point to know that, okay, that's the second time. Now I know that you're trying to get something through to me, mm -hmm. uh, to my, to, you know, to my guides, I was saying this. And so I said, um, you know, I hung up the phone with her and I said, okay, you know what, let's do it let's write a book. And as soon as I said that, mind you, before I even said that, or before that even conversation had it, I had no desire still. Mm -hmm. But right when I said, okay, let's do it. It was like, I could not wait to get started. This motivation just like flooded mm -hmm. into me, like out of, <laughs> out of spirit world. And I was like, all right, let's do it. I grabbed my laptop. I open it up and I'm sitting there. My hands are on the keyboard and I'm just like, where do I even start? <laughs> and so I said, all right. I said, Jason, I, I said, okay, Jason, I said, I know that you and whoever else on my soul team wants me to write this book. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and let you channel through me what it is I need to write because I have no idea where to start. This is your project, not mine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so that's what I did. I started by channel writing. And mm -hmm. I think that's one of the best things that anybody could do, regardless if they realize that's what they're doing or not, is just right. get the words out. Who cares if it's in order, if it makes sense, just get the words out. You can mm -hmm. edit it later. Um, so I think that that's another reason why that worked was mm -hmm. just to get the words out. And so, um, I 
that's what I did. And I channel wrote and came up with the different, you know, chapters and subtopics and things like that. And that's how I got it started. I at least had something in pa- on paper that I could work with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then eventually I did hire a book coach and there were signs from my grandmother that I did the right thing to do that. Cause mm-hmm. I asked about that. And that, that's, that was always, that was great as well. And so, um, the, the book coach, her name is Danielle. Um, she was just amazing in giving me accountability and, you know, going from nursing, I had no clue what the authorship world was like, right. uh, you know, all those nuances, um, of even, you know, needing uh, editors and self-publishing or traditional publishing. There's so many mm-hmm. things that I was clueless about. So that I'm hiring my, my book coach, Danielle, who actually um, has been a guest on my, on my show or will be a guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, it was, it was very critical for me. So that's how that process of writing the book started. And in fact, Jason, um, through that channel writing, wrote the forward for my book as well. So oh, I have I my guidance. That. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he helped me a lot, him and I'm sure other mm. guides as well, just helped me to write that, <laughs> write the book. <laughs> oh, definitely. And well, and you said you had guidance from your grandmother. So is she still one of your guides you know, she's interesting. I don't consider her a guide per se, mm-hmm. not like in the same capacity as Jason. Mm-hmm. She has definitely perhaps offered me guidance in a roundabout way and mm-hmm. validation and confirmation and things mm-hmm. when I ask her specifically for it. Um, but I don't get the sense that she's actually a guide guide, but she has definitely, um, you know, like I had mentioned uh, has had a profound impact on my spiritual journey. So mm-hmm. in that sense, per- perhaps she is a, a type of guide mm-hmm. that like many can come and go. So, you know, yeah. could very well be viewed that way. She definitely feels different from Jason, like that oh, type of yeah. guide. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I mean, I'm sh- she has definitely guided me. So in a way, yes, yeah. she has been like a guide. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And they do. I mean, it's, yeah, just guidance. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. I love, thank you for clarifying that because I think people, uh, you know, the, the, the energy is different. Um, when you're, you know, when you're connecting with your guides or when you're connecting with an ancestor, you know, it does feel different, you know, the messages come through differently. So she's definitely a cheerleader for you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, doubt. Yeah, that's awesome. So, and um that book is and I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. It's called Guided by Laura West. It is on Amazon. So, just um it looks lovely. You published on my mom's birthday. So, um I love that. That's awesome. And she's in the spirit world, so uh I love it. Uh so, and so let's talk a little bit about your cards, your spirit cards that, um, they look beautiful. Yes. So when did you, um, publish oh gosh, thank you. Yeah. I, oh gosh, when did I do that? I feel like that was earlier in the year. Okay. I think that that was this year sometime mm-hmm. or was it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember to be honest. I, I, I mean, Every time I do something that's related to this realm of work, I credit spirit and intuition leading me there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I notice um, 
Her name's Aisha Hilton. And she had this template or uh, what do you call it? Just, just like she, she walked you through how to create your own decks. And uh, I always kind of thought that that would be something, yeah, that I would be interested in doing. And so I finally did it. And mm -hmm. I decided to make this deck for, for people who um, wanted to connect more directly with their guides. I do one-on-one um, -on -one readings for people and I like to go right. on lives and do readings like group readings as well. And uh, a lot of the times people want to connect with their guides, but they just don't really know if it's a communication or if there's a lot of gray area for them, or they just feel like there's get, they're getting nothing. Mm -hmm. So Jason, I credit Jason, Jason and I, you know, decided to come up with a deck that would allow them to just like an Oracle deck where you shuffle it, you know, whatever message you're meant mm -hmm. to receive from your spirit guide, you select that card. And that's their way of telling you what it is that they've been wanting to tell you. Uh, okay. So there are different things in the deck, like, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you have a new guide uh, for a new venture that you've got going on or, mm. you know, meditate or uh, do a guided meditation to meet one of us or, you know, just know that we're working behind the scenes, you know, just all these different mm -hmm. messages that mm -hmm. I have found. They, they share a lot in readings that I've done mm -hmm. uh, just to make a more direct communication for, for human and guide. So that's how those came across. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. And you can find those on her link tree and I will give that information at the end of the podcast. Thank so you. let's talk about um, your podcast. Oh, this yes. is so exciting. When did you start doing your podcast? Now this one, I, I started airing end of March, uh, March 26th, 26th to be exact, which is, was the one year anniversary of my yellow lab, uh, buddy's passing, oh. uh, which he's very special to me. So that was and that was actually uh, coincidental, I or, uh, synchronistic, I should say. Mm -hmm. I didn't uh, even realize that was the date that I had chosen until it hit me. So, um, so that was really cool. Yeah, really neat. I love when things like that happen. Yes. I started the process, though, I would say in either late December, early January was when I really started to take it seriously. Mm -hmm. I had some ideas of wanting to do something, whether it was a blog or podcasts. Mm -hmm. And I had a conversation with my brother-in-law who also has a podcast and he was sharing with me and reminding me why what I have to share is interesting and mm -hmm. helpful to people. So, and he said, it's very easy to get started. And I had other friends who already had podcasts, so they were great resources as well. So I just decided to, to do one mm -hmm. intuitively guided, I'm sure. And once I was ready to do it, I was very excited to get started, just like with writing my books. So I couldn't wait. I uh, started doing all my research and getting these. Uh, I mean, people have free uh, packages to start your podcast and they mm -hmm. recommend doing all these things. So I started, you know, writing down like what, like, trying to come up with names of my podcast, trying to come up with my genre and what did, what some talking points and all these things that you have they have you think about uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to all these things and figure out how I was going to record so, so that's how that came about and then I aired for the first time in March and I've been doing it weekly uh, ever since yeah oh, I love it 
I love that. And tell us, what type of guests do you have on your show? Ah, yes, I have all sorts of guests. Uh, and maybe I should share why. Um, yeah. So the premise of a guided life is to share with people how remind people how guided we are by spirit in our everyday lives. Mm -hmm. And because we have all had experiences, whether we realize that's what it is or not, uh, from all different backgrounds, I like to have all different types of guests on. Mm -hmm. So I have psychic mediums. I have intuitives. I have people who work in this industry. I have people who work in, um, you know, film industry. I have people who are authors. Um, I have people who are normal, <laughs> they're CEOs. Like they have, you know, a very corporate business, but they mm -hmm. have had spirit, you know, interact and intervene in their lives. So for me, very similar to what it is that you're trying to, to do with your podcast, Heather, mm -hmm. is to show the listener that people who right now feel like they're following their their purpose and their mm -hmm. path didn't mm -hmm. always start that way. Right. And how did they get here? Mm -hmm. Spirit intervened one way or another. And what did that look like? This is what it looked like for them. And so mm -hmm. if it connects with the, with the listener, then it could be... Uh, you know, hope. It could provide uh, something to aspire to. It could give validation that that I'm the same way. Okay, and it still worked for yes. this person, or whatever the case may be. So, you know, I have a lot of coaches and healers, but I also have you know, I have producers, and I have stay-at-home moms and mm -hmm. authors, and again, CEOs. So, all sorts of people because the listener isn't just one type of person. So right. I like to be able to cater to as many people while still staying on the topic of, of spirit and intuition and what that looks like for different people. Yeah. And living a guided life. Just yeah, exactly. Podcast is called. And yeah. I love that. Uh, you know, I've, I've, you know, and I'm sure you felt that as well. You know, we all have these different channels that we are on and each channel is available for everyone, but only certain people are going to want to, you know, uh, will connect or resonate with a certain channel. So we need people on all of those multiple channels so that people, when they're looking for it um, and are ready for it, um, have that um, inspiration and stories. So I love that. I just, yeah, that's amazing. So it's called a guided life podcast. What platforms are, um, can people listen to your podcast? Oh, yes. I'm on nine, about nine platforms, possibly going on 10. So nice. all the major ones, uh, yeah, Apple, Amazon, uh, Google, CastBox, um, starting to put them on YouTube as well. Um, okay. so that's kind of getting started, but yes, it's just on all sorts of platforms, Spotify, Anchor. Yeah. Nice. Great. Great. Well, it's, it's <laughs> um, you can go anywhere. It sounds like to listen. And that's amazing because not everybody, uh, again, has uh, certain channels that they uh, <laughs> <laughs> to things. So that's great. And I love that you're putting this right. on YouTube. I'm, I'm finding that that is a, a really good step for people um, who do podcasts to uh, apply it onto YouTube. So, so 
uh, again, Laura is available to, um, she is available for readings, um, first of all, and she is on, her website is laurawest.net. Um, you can uh, see the services that she has available there. Listen to her podcast, A Guided Life. It's beautiful. She has amazing guests on there. And again, you know, you might find the channel you want to tune into. And to find her book, you can find that on Amazon. And also she has a link tree. And that is uh, Guided West is her link tree. So you can find out all about Laura through those different platforms. Laura, it has been wonderful talking with you today. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story, your inspirational story, and, uh, you know, everything about you and how you lead a guided life. Thank you so much for having me on and allowing me to share with your listeners. Thank you, Heather. Yeah. This has been the Integra podcast where we talk about everything wisdom, wellness, and woo. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on any episode. Talk to you soon. Today's podcast is brought to you by Integra Holistic Wellness home of the Integra Wellness Method. At Integra Holistic Wellness, we recognize that you are made up of four integral parts, body, mind, spirit, and soul purpose. When you work with an Integra Holistic Wellness Mentor, you'll be guided how to integrate these four parts of your being through nutrition and movement, mindfulness and emotional release, connection to others and your higher self and your soul's true purpose. To find out more and connect with Heather, contact her at support at integraholisticwellness.com. That's support at integraholisticwellness.com. You can also catch her on Instagram and Facebook at Integra Holistic Wellness. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-A Holistic Wellness.